0: Welcome back to Denver Hoops and Dreams with me, Jeremy Nichols. We have Jack Balsley in the building today, Nelson Newt in the building today. And guys, like I say every single time before we even touch on anything basketball related or anything else, how are you guys doing, Jack? I know you were not here for the last episode, so as a welcoming back person, <laughs> let's see how you're doing and then Nelson will get right on to you.
1: I'm doing good, man. It's good to see uh um... The Nuggets doing good. I'm I'm happy that the uh, the drama surrounding them is has nothing to do with their play for once. All right. But I'm I'm doing good.
2: Very cool. Yeah, and I'm um, I'm out here in the Bay Area, and the fact that the Nuggets beat the Golden State Warriors. I know Jeremy, you went to the game, but I had like uh, four Warrior fans over at my house, and <laughs> it was a true pleasure to. Um, To actually get the victory and have them eat some major crow as the Nuggets, um, even without Aaron Gordon, uh, had a very solid comeback victory with our friend, uh, the Joker, uh, you know, establishing, continuing to establish his MVP year and another triple-double, which... He just, I, I think, guys, at this point, we really do take advantage or take him for granted yeah. um, on a nightly basis. We are watching history in the making. Um, Jack, our fact finder, can maybe tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's 19 triple-doubles um, this year, uh, an insane amount of triple-doubles in the last 10 games. I think maybe 8 out of 10 triple-doubles. Um, He's at ninety three now, um, for his career, and um, it's just amazing how good he is. Like he's good, and we're just so blessed to have him here, right? I mean, I know we're going to talk about other stuff today um, and get busy with it, <laughs> but um, <Nice. laughs> but I, but I know that uh, uh, the Joker's always present in my mind as we celebrate his greatness and. And remember that he's, um, you know, the best player in the NBA and we get to watch it every night. You we know. do. We do. He's we at do.
1: 17. That's my only stat correction. OK, did, very good. You did good. You did good. <laughs>
0: <All right. Thank laughs> you. But structure. not But you you. I mean, obviously, Nelson, you brought up um, the fact that I was at the game and, I, and I'll tell you all um, it was a great experience. I mean, obviously, with the Nuggets winning, that was kind of the icing um, on the cake for me. But I think. Um, you know, being a mentor and being able to take take the boys out to that game. And, and I'm talking about there's a, a number of them who had never been to a sporting event in their life, you know, not even just like a local game or anything, you know. So this was such a big deal, even on the ride there. I mean, you're talking about we're driving by, you know, um, in Power Field, and like they're seeing the Broncos stadium. They're seeing the Nuggets stadium from afar. And they're just like so full of joy you know, so full of joy, like, Oh man, take your phone out, take a picture of this. And it, it, so, it, you know, I'll tell you this. I mean, it was, it was such a cool thing just to see them experience something for the first time like that. Um, but I'll tell you I, the, on the ride there, I had no idea that um, a number of these kids were Warriors fans. I didn't know that. I did not know that they did not. I was not privy to that information prior to getting to the arena but once we got in, we got in there, we, you know, got to the seats and everything. And all of a sudden, um Steph Curry hits a shot. And I turn to my left and I hear, "Yay, let's go, Steph. I, man, listen, when I tell y'all, I kind of froze for a second. Like, wait, hold on, hold on. Who's not supposed to be on this <laughs> <trip?"> <laughs> You know, I kind of, I kind of, but I have to remember, I have to remember, listen, you know, hey, I know I'm a Nuggets fan and all this stuff, but I got to. I got to let them rock, you know, so, um, but no, it was cool. It was really, really cool. And, and you know, kind of in that in that first half when the Nuggets were, the game was essentially kind of back and forth, but the Warriors were winning. You know, you had Jordan Poole hitting shots, Steph hitting shots, Andrew Wiggins hitting shots, um, Dante DiVincenzo just kind of pulling threes, hitting threes all over the place. And I was like, man, I know we're not about to lose this game. I know, I know this is not about to happen. Um, but at that moment is when I found out even more so about the Warriors fandom from these kids and how much they really love Steph Curry. Um, and I think that, I mean, and obviously we were talking about like jerseys and stuff the other day, I saw it firsthand with them, like how popular Steph really is. And we're talking about to kids who live in Colorado, but they're, they, they have, like they hold Steph at such a high esteem. Um, you know, just being here, but, uh, it will, I'll tell you this. I don't care how old you are. It is always an amazing feeling watching people who were talking trash in the first half about your team have to like be super silent on the trip back. <laughs> Man, when I tell you when I tell you the the chirping and stuff in the first half, I was hearing, oh, Jordan Poole is cooking y'all. The Din Vincenzo is better than Jamal Murray. And somebody actually said that. That was wow. actually a statement. And and I just sat there and I just took it. I just sat there and I was like, all right, cool. Second half started. Obviously, the kids, the, the boys got all their food, they're good, everybody's happy. Oh boy, it got it got it got ugly in that second half. It got ugly. Jokic came out, started going crazy. Um, obviously Jamal Murray doing the same thing. And and you know, we we saw we saw some that resilience from this team that that we've I guess I I mean I we, we can kind of say we're kind of grown accustomed to it, especially this season, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it was an excellent experience. Definitely looking forward um, to the next game to take the boys out there. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's going to be cool. I know, obviously, the Nuggets play the Atlanta Hawks tonight, so that should be another good one. I I, I think Jokic should be playing. I did see that he was questionable due to hamstring tightness again. Um but either way, Trey
2: young, Trey young is uh, questionable somehow. Correct. Yes. Also.
0: And let me give
2: you props by the way, for, for taking those young men to the game and being a mentor. Yes. I think that anybody that does that, and I was a big brother volunteer for a long time, but anybody who does that and tries to help um, somebody not as fortunate as yourself, but right. to be able to do that, I think is amazing. And I'm super, um, I uh, just think that's a, a really nice thing. I was gonna say I was proud of you, but um, hey, man, I hey, wanna, I'll, take, I it. I'll wanna, take it. I don't want to <laughs> sound like your dad, um, no, but I just think that's super cool that you did that, and um, I'm I could see the smiles on their faces, yeah, man, and you knew yeah. that like they had just a wonderful time. So props to you for doing that, and and yeah, that's awesome.
0: Nah, I Agree I more. That appreciate that jack uh what, what were your thoughts just just watching the game man like just seeing obviously I mean, i'll tell y'all those passes by Jokic in person <laughs> oh it's it it's it's even more beautiful than seeing it on tv it is unbelievable there was one play where Jokic had like a um this little bounce pass to kcp on the base yeah man, and i was and i was like right there so i'm seeing this and it was like there's no way that that ball should be able to go at that angle yeah. and he still did it right so I'm telling you, like, so So, what were your thoughts just watching the game? Obviously, what were your feelings in that first half? Because I ain't going to lie, I was kind of nervous in the first half a little bit.
1: Yeah, I mean, they were – it was very neck and neck, which I wasn't too happy about considering Clay was not playing. So, right. you
0: and know, Draymond, you really yeah.
1: wished that, like, there would be a little bit more of a stretch there. And I know that, of course, that happens in the third quarter. So, it it, it happened at some point, so I can't really complain there. But it was interesting to see – I know. I think it was the first quarter, but the Warriors were like either nine of nine or nine for like eleven of three, or I think it was nine of twelve for three after the first. Yeah,
2: they were, and it was they were
1: oh man, like those those kind of those kind of shooting nights from them. It, they really hurt, but kind of to your point earlier, like they really did show that resiliency. So it was really nice to see them power through it because. Steph is one of those guys similarly to Jokic like you can't really count him out until the until the final buzzer hits so it was I was happy to see them just really push through it was a they came out I think Nuggets were up 70-69 at half but then they shot it was like 35 to 22 in the third so they really pulled away and then they just made re- Able to maintain that lead, which was something I was very shocked about. But you know the fact that Nuggets already technically won the series because out of three, and they they beat the first two. So we'll see mm-hmm. him. We'll see him again April second. But I was really happy to really happy with that outcome.
0: Absolutely, Nelson. What, what were your, what were your thoughts on the game? Just just watching. I was sweating bullets, brother.
2: <laughs> Seriously, like um, I was because again I had all these Warrior fans with me in my man mm-hmm. cave. And I was just thinking, oh, no, not again. And I was trying to just be really calm. Um, And uh, the Warriors announcers are so annoying, I can't even tell you. So um, (laughs) I was just, you know, biting my tongue and then um, just enjoying my friend's company. And then they came back and I think they took the lead in going into halftime. And then so I was able to kind of breathe a little sigh of relief and then pour it on in the second half. And I was just so elated um, and just so happy and kind of did one of those little fist pumps and said, oh, yeah, I think my team's winning. Oh, yeah, I think they're they're actually kicking your you know what. So um, a very subtle jabs, uh, but it was fun and uh, it was a great, uh, great victory for the for the team.
0: It sure was. It sure was. And, you know, one of the things, like, especially when I first moved to Colorado um, and while I was living in Denver, I would go to a lot of Nuggets games, especially being there. And um, I'm telling you, man, every time you, especially what, this was 2015 when I moved to Colorado. So, I mean, the Nuggets weren't good. Let's be real. The Nuggets were not good. But, you know, you, you still try to support the team, go to the home games. But when I tell you, there were a number of games there where I went to the Warriors playing the Nuggets. And I'm talking about it was like 90% 90 Warriors fans in those buildings. At least that's the way it sounded to me. This time it was way different. Way different. Because, of course, the Nuggets are somewhat good now, right? You know, the first (laughs) in the West and half game out of the best record in the league. Things like that. These little small details, right? Um, But it was just, to me, just sitting there and listening and watching the game and comparing this matchup in 2023 to the matchup in 2015 seeing the big difference in the sounds when the warriors would score of course you still have your warriors fans all over the place like i said steph curry we we you know we know how popular he is um so you had a you saw a lot of warriors fans in the crowd but not as much as 2015 i mean i'm talking about every time the warriors would score and this was when they were at the this is this was when this was mid-dynasty golden state warriors you know what i mean um and this is when, you know, you hear them score and it's like, man, it sounds like they were in a home game. So I was really proud of just the Nuggets fans in general for coming out to this game like that and showing out, um, you know, just just hearing just just the sound like being there live, man. It, it really made me appreciate being there. Right. Because and now I want to go to way more games. like I know I live far now, but it's like if I could be in that arena more often moving forward, I would be so happy. So. Obviously, I felt the same way you guys felt. You know, just seeing the Nuggets win the game. Um, you know, I, I mentioned already that they they are gonna play the Atlanta Hawks tonight. So let's do just a quick, just a prediction of how you feel tonight about um, that game, Nelson. I'll start with you. Just your thoughts on on what the Nuggets are facing tonight with the with the Atlanta Hawks.
2: Well, I think it's um uh, really the, the the it's it's a victory, and I, I love sounding that confident. It's a victory without any question in my mind if two things happen. One, if Joker plays, um, right. number one. Number two, if um, Trey does not play, then um, then I think it's a, it's a Nuggets victory for sure. If Trey doesn't play and Joke doesn't play, I think the Nuggets still win, but I think it's a little more interesting. Gotcha. Atlanta's a good basketball team. They also have... Um, I think the first time we played them, they didn't have him. And I think, um, who's the kid that they got from San Antonio? DeJohn Murray. Murray. Yeah. Murray is really good. Yes, he is. Um, and seems to do well against the Nuggets. So even back to the Spurs days, um, mm-hmm. he's an excellent player. And they had some other players pick it up during that game. So I think um, if everything's basically stands the way it is the Nuggets will win because they're so good at home but I think it'll be more challenging um, than we think especially if Joker does
0: not make it tonight. Agreed. Jack talk to us.
1: Yeah for sure I think if I remember correctly the the last time they played was kind of towards the end of the Nuggets kind of COVID issues but yeah I I definitely agree with Nelson on all those points I think Trey Young he is a difference maker so him being out would be a big deal for the Nuggets but you know, even 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 if Trey was in, I think compared to dis, even December, they've really found a, a better rhythm than they mm-hmm. have in the past. So I think that that'll, that the, especially it'll be on a home game, the, the Hawks played last night. So they're gassed. And I think that's an even bigger reason why the Hawks might bench Trey for the night, just probably for both reasons. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, fully healthy teams, obviously I, I would still easily take the nuggets, but I think that, the Hawks really play inconsistent. I mean, we've even seen that when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of years ago too. Like they just they can play up, they can play down, they can play left and right. Like they they they're they're
2: everywhere. So
1: it, I really it's it's a hard team to judge how they're going to come out. But I think they'll come out swinging, especially with Murray. He's like you guys were pointing out. He's a, he's a great shooter. So I, I just still take the Nuggets, regardless of injuries. But I think it'll be I think it'll be a close game.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Now, I I agree. I agree with with both of you guys. Um, I think I think the Nuggets do win tonight, but you know, just like you both alluded to, I think it's going to be pretty close. Um, I don't I don't see this game being one of those blowout games for the Nuggets, especially mm-hmm. since Clint Capella is back and playing very well. And of course, if you remember the way he was consistently playing against, and of course, this is a young, a much younger Jokic. Um, but. Clint Capella, especially if they run that pick and roll, they they can play very very well against this Nuggets interior defense, right? Um, So, like you guys mentioned, Dejounte Murray, he could like if Trey Young sits. I'll be honest, I actually think they have a better chance of winning if Trey Young doesn't play, and it Mm. may not make a lot of sense. But the reason I say that is because we know what Trey Young is going to do. He's going to take a lot of thirty to thirty-five foot. Threes from outside, he's gonna run to you know the mid range area to the paint and jump and flail his body and try to draw fouls. Um, he's gonna run some pick and rolls and find, of course, Bogdanovich and Hunter and those guys open for threes in the corner. But the reason that I'm more worried about them with DeJounte Murray leading the charge is because he is more versatile than Trey Young is, right? Not saying he's a better player, but he brings a lot more to the table. I mean, last year. When he played for the Spurs, he was a triple double waiting to happen. And he plays defense. Like he have you seen that man's arms? Like he he like it, it is ridiculous. He kind of has like that rondo thing, you know, like it's that that guard with the super long arms who's super like they're always in the passing lane. That's what DeJounte Murray is. And he 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 passes the ball with the best of them. Um, I mean, he rebounds just as well and he can get up and down and if he gets hot the last time we played the hawks he got hot from 3 i yeah, remember he did. that he he was mm-hmm. he was cooking and it was him and um
2: there was uh, another player that AJ was griffin. really
0: yeah that's A.J. Right. griffin was going crazy you know so that th- those are the, the other pieces that i think i'm more concerned about as opposed to like Trey young of course Trey young can drop 30 plus and get 10 plus assists any given night we all know that mm-hmm. but i am more worried if he does not play you know which you know is surprising but uh, I think either way, I think um, I think we get a really good Jamal Murray tonight because he is starting to find his groove. And I think now we, we're going to talk about some things in a second here. But um, I think Jamal Murray kind of has to – he's in a different groove right now. He's starting to find himself. And now one thing about Jamal, as we all know, we saw this in the bubble especially. That is a very prideful young man. Mm-hmm. Very prideful young man. And we saw what happened when uh, – obviously Donovan Mitchell at the time was going crazy. We saw what people were saying about, you know, Jamal Murray, what are you going to do? Like like uh, he's scoring 40. All of a sudden you saw Jamal Murray get into that. He became the player that we all thought he could become. And we're starting to see that more consistently. I mean, what is he was it two or three straight games over 30 right now? I know it's had it's at least two. Yeah. Um, so he is he is playing well. He's he's shooting from the mid-range and I love um, the question that Katie Wingy asked him the other night after the game, is this the most confident that you've ever been? He didn't even say a word. All he's just, He just kind of shook his head, you know, real fast, almost to say, mm-hmm, you know, because we can see it, but it's it's more important that he feels that. And yep. if he is feeling that and Jokic is just being his unbelievable self, that duo right there is going to become very unstoppable once the playoffs start. Yes. Um,
2: so, yeah. I yeah. don't know about you, but I, I get sick and of- – this is just me, but I get sick of people saying like, oh, here's the bubble Jamal, right? Yeah. Like I can't wait for him to get past that point where there's some other defining measure of his career than Mm -hmm. the bubble. I mean, obviously amazing uh, playoff run for him, not taking that away from him. I just can't wait till we're past that point when they don't bring up bubble Jamal. I want to (laughs) hear them say, NBA champion Jamal uh-huh. or, you know, like playoff Jamal or something like that. It's just my own little neurosis. But um, yeah, I I agree with you 100 percent, Jeremy. And I think um, he's turned it up a
0: notch and um,
2: and so is the whole team. So it's very exciting
0: times. Yeah, we're we're seeing we're seeing a lot of uh, a lot of good things happening at the same time. And I agree with you, you know, but I think for Jamal Murray to get past that, that, that bubble Murray um, moniker, um, he has to do something similar in the playoffs again, right. again. Yeah. And, and it's just, that's just a fact because we already know how the internet moves, especially Twitter. We're going to get on that. <laughs> um, once people, once, once there is a narrative that is built on Twitter, it sticks with you. And that is obviously something that we're seeing pretty often these days. Right. So he has to he ha, and and he's also using Twitter as well right now to kind of and he knows what he's doing too. Yeah, Jamal Murray he's he's a smart smart guy. Uh, One of the
2: things about him though too, and tell me if you agree, is that um, outside of the bubble, even Jamal Murray, if you think about like the Portland series here or um, you know three or four years ago, Jamal Murray has always been a big money player. So much so. I mean, I'd like to see his averages in the playoffs as as opposed to um regular season, but he really has the ability to know what time of the year it is yep. and has really um impressed me always as being a clutch big time um playoff performer. I think he really gets into it and that's something to be that's something to behold, right? That's something to cherish. Like um what did it like? Robert Ori always came up big in the playoffs. Uh, big shot, Rob. Big mm-hmm. shot, Rob. So yes, I mean, we w- wouldn't mind that same moniker for Jamal because yeah. he certainly has always played well in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: he, he definitely has that ability. Like, do you guys remember um, the Spurs series? This was so I was had to have been 20, 2019 the first twenty 2019. First round when DeMar DeRozan was still on the Spurs. Um and it was, it was kind of weird. I remember this, and, and, and anybody listening, you can Google this, you can YouTube it, and you'll see what I'm talking about. But um, it was in that series, there was a game where Jamal Murray was having a terrible game. I'm talking about, like, the first half was just ugly. He was missing every shot, turning the ball over. Then all of a sudden, there was just – there was a switch, in like the fourth quarter, and he scored like 19. It was just like boom. It was like every shot all over the place, three after three, mid range after like that moment. To me, was the first time that I realized that he has the potential to get into a zone. Obviously, this was prior to the bubble, so we hadn't seen the bubble performances yet. Mm-hmm. But this was before that, so we saw. But we saw we saw different things, and of course, he scored the um, the 48 against the Boston Celtics. That was also before. The bubble when he made Kyrie throw the ball into the crowd and made him get fined. We remember that very clearly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, another great moment from him, which was outside of the bubble, was when he had that 50 point game on that ridiculous, ridiculous efficiency. I believe it was against the Cleveland Cavaliers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he had 50, and I, I think it was like on. 21 of 24 shooting, and I think it was like no free throws at all. It was just this unbelievable stat line for a game, um, and then and of course Jack, you can you can call me on that and tell me if I'm wrong. I, this, I'm just going based on what I'm seeing in my brain. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I do know he had a ridiculous 50 point game on with no free throws, and he it was just unbelievable. Um, so we, was it, we see I, it. yeah, I'm sorry, Jeremy.
2: No, I mean, you're, good, I you're wonder, good. If wonder if it was um why he was. Why they call it the Murray Flurries, you know, mm-hmm. is because he maybe had that San Antonio game. I remember that game. I also remember that he had literally one of the best dunks I've ever Ooh. seen in my entire life. That <laughs> the one was that was called
0: offensive? Called
2: foul? off. Oh, against yeah, the foul, Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, which was gosh. so, such a horrible call. Damn shame. Yeah. Um, the Aaron Gordon dunk this year, obviously uh very equal to that or maybe top that but Jamal's dunk in that game was just insane. It was. Yeah. Um so yeah we we need the blue arrow to show up and he's starting to do it and it looks great.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Jack, tell me, tell me, tell me what you're seeing. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking. I'm looking. No,
2: he
1: uh he I I love him. I I you know I think the start of the season he was playing pretty cold and it makes sense coming off an ACL injury and he didn't, the fact that they never ever suited up last season really knew there, you knew there was going to be some rust, but I really do. I've really liked what he's become, especially this season, really stepping up, especially, I can't remember the game, but I know within the last month where Jokic wasn't doing the hottest, he, he still put up like 30 to, to make sure that they, they took the dub. So it was really Really liking his leadership, I, I you know towards the trade deadline, I was like, ah, oh, let's let, maybe we could maybe we could shop him and see what's up. But luckily, that's that's a different point guard. We'll talk about in a, in a minute. But uh, yeah, you know, I I've I've enjoyed just how he's become. He's, I feel like Jokic's really, Jokic, Jokic, Jokic. I was, I was correct. Jokic. You know what?
0: I'm so glad you Jokic. mentioned that.
1: I was- Jokic, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, Jok- Jokic, Jokic really, he just like, I feel like they really became a team. They're really becoming a team. I know I've not talked about that before, but it seems they're a lot more
0: cohesive. Right, right, right. No, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm I am, lie. I am laughing because, um, Nelson, I don't know if you were, well, you, you may not have been privy to this, but, um, what, <laughs> What about what about my Twitter followers? He's actually from Serbia, and um, he messaged me the other day, and he was like, "Man, I love the podcast. You guys like like you guys know what you're talking about. I love the dynamics between you know the, the different co-hosts." Oh, how and nice! But then he was like, "Hey, um, real quick, can you can you mention um, can you mention like how to pronounce uh, Jokic's name?" And I said, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Cause I keep hearing yo kick," and I'm like, "Man." I want to like I'm uh-huh. like, man. And I need like can we can we say it right? <laughs> and I I sent it I sent it to Jack, and I was like, hey man.
2: <laughs> you know what's so what's so funny about that is I caught myself. I think I called him Nikolai the other night, <laughs> the and other night. I was like. Who's Nikolai, dude? Like, what are you talking about? I was like, what an idiot! Um, Russian, all of a sudden. I know, like I'm like I'm Shaquille O'Neal or something, right? Like, um. Anyways, uh, we know the big guy's name, and
0: um, that's funny. Yeah, and I, I I could not stop laughing. Of course, when Jack just brought it up, man, I it brought me it brought me right back to that. But um, but but of course, guys, you know, obviously we, we're talking about you know with Jamal Murray and his his excellent play as of late. So we just need him to continue playing that way because, of course, going into the playoffs, you know, and, and listen, the, the season is moving by quickly, quickly. Like we're almost at the All Star break. I mean, the Nuggets are pretty. Mate, how many how many wins did the Nuggets have last year? Was it forty eight?
2: Yeah, Yep. Yeah.
0: So they had they had forty eight right now. Right now they have what thirty 36 already before the All Star break. Mm-hmm. My goodness,
2: there's so, thirty games left. My is what I understand. I think we're. Funny. Game. we're um what is that 30 does that make sense where are we at on on total games like 52
0: so Right i think there,
2: yep. yeah so we're 30 games left in the season wow man That's, it's a, it's gone fast
0: that is yeah we're not we're not yeah. even, i mean of course the all-star break is about to to come up on us and everything and and oh yeah and speaking of the all-star game how do you guys feel about the fact that the nuggets only have one All-Star? what a joke
2: what a joke
0: seriously yeah. because i thought i thought the thing was if you're a number one team in the, in, you know, half game out of the best record in the league, I thought you at least get two all-stars. I, that's what I thought the rule was.
2: Jack, I want to hear from you about this, but I, I, I mean, Jaron Jackson over Aaron Gordon. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Mm
1: -mm. No, I I agree. I, it's, (laughs) I, I, it's even, As much as I want the second nugget to be in there, I just think the criteria, at least for the East and the West, it was just that kind of that when they were trying to finalize it, those last few. Like I was, I was very confused because yeah, I I don't understand a world where Jaron Jackson's getting in there, and especially you put Aaron Gordon and Jaron Jackson side by side in there. Just, I mean,
2: injuries too.
1: Like injuries too. It's just weird. It's it's a very weird situation that they. I don't know. It is a Nuggets thing. I feel like we've been used to this for years of just the market and fan voting, too. I know because everybody looks at the Nuggets and they think of Jokic, but they, there really isn't like I just national media wise, besides when it comes to the dunk contest, you just don't hear Aaron Gordon's name. Yeah. I, I know guys like Charles Barkley were starting to give him more credit where credit's due, but I don't know. It's tough. I, I think that's the weird part about especially Paul George and Jaron Jackson. Paul George obviously deserving it more, but I think their injury history, and especially even with this season, it's been a little kind of more confusing as to why they're, they're taking their smaller sample size games. And yeah, I know for Philly fans too, I'd be, I'd be distraught. The fact that Harden was, was not in, but Drew Holiday was in, but that's a whole other thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, listen, at least, at least the league is, Consistently inconsistent, yeah. Right? yeah because that's kind of that's kind of what we're saying. Just like you mentioned with James Harden not being in there, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. um But I think you know, I, and I I can appreciate the fact that Aaron Gordon did try his best with the whole. If I'm named an All Star, I'll be <laughs> in a dunk contest. I like sure. the fact that he tried that. um But yeah, just like you said, man, the the fan voting and all these different things do play a major factor. And I'll be honest, I thought that the coaches would have put him in. I really did. Yeah, I thought I, mean, I thought that, yeah, I thought the coaches would have found a way um, to at least make him a reserve just solely off the fact that, um, you know, the Nuggets are the best team in the West right now. But there is there's another side to this that I'll be honest with y'all. I kind of like it. And here's why. I do too. I like it because what you're going to get now is Aaron Gordon with a chip on his shoulder. And if you've ever seen Aaron Gordon's shoulders... that man he that's a monster of a man so if we if we get aggressive Aaron Gordon the rest of the season going into the playoffs with a chip on his shoulder basically saying listen man y'all left me off the all-star team like come on like it's it's he's been playing extremely well all season we've been talking about him being an all-star for a while um and of course with him not being there (sighs) listen man I've I saw teams that had four all-stars I do remember when the Golden State Warriors had four All Stars. Mm-hmm. I remember when the Detroit Pistons had four All Stars. The the Boston Celtics four All Stars. Right? Like, come on. Listen, I understand these are championship teams and all these different things. Cool, but what you did last year should not matter for like right now. We're talking about current season, current how you're how you're playing right now. And Aaron Gordon should have absolute, absolutely been an All Star just off of that reason alone. But like I said, I see the other side of the coin. And um, I do think this is actually going to help the Nuggets moving forward with this news. Yeah.
2: yeah. Go, go
1: ahead, Jack. I was going to you know, say it also helps Jokic's MVP case because he's now he's still without All-Stars.
2: So you know, that's yeah. right. Correct. Correct. I think I think it's di- it's good in a different way and I think you're right about him having that desire to prove everyone wrong but I also think it's good for Aaron Gordon let's be honest the guy is majorly banged up Yes. I mean, um, a shoulder problem uh, um, that I still think still think bothers him. Um, an ankle problem right now. This guy needs some rest. So I think it will actually be really good for him long term, even though right. um, mentally maybe not so good. And the thing that rubs me the wrong way about the selection is that if you look at the two guys, their stats are literally – The same identical. Yeah. Identical almost. Mm -hmm. And so if that's the case, then you've got a team four games up in the West and he has clearly been their second best player, even though Jamal's turning it on right now. But without without him defensively and everything else, minus the free throws. He should be an NBA All Star, so that's a rub, and um, I think all Nugget fans feel that. Yeah. But it's it's the disrespectful game that we can play, disrespected, um, not um, taken
0: serious, and maybe that's fuel for the fire for the correct. team for everybody. Yeah, that's yeah. right for everybody. I think it's it is gonna be it is gonna be a topic of discussion for the team, and you are absolutely correct. Um, just you know, we have, I mean, let's be real. He obviously has been injured as of late too, but I just think it's one of those things for these players, because if you think about it, a lot of these things have financial stipulations to them, yeah. right? Like players with all-star teams, all NBA teams, like these things matter to certain players for at the end of the year. Like you get bonuses and all these type of things. Obviously we don't We We just count millions to millionaires, right? So of course it's a little different, but still, right. it's still that, that personal thing that, that, that individual, um, accolade that, you know, of course he would have liked, but like I said, I think it make, I think it'll make him even more focused moving forward to remind people like, Hey, listen, I am an all-star maybe not by name, but if we can get a championship out of this, because of that, Jamal Murray, not being there, obviously we kind of know more so with Jamal, even though he has been playing well lately. Um, I think he might've just turned everything on a little bit too late, but, um, (laughs) right now is the time that we need because the beginning of the season was him, getting himself back into the mold of everything, you know, with him, Michael Porter jr, things like that. And, um, obviously with the trade deadline coming up very, very soon, um, we, we definitely have some things to talk about, right? Because the, the trade, the trade deadline has, or or at least the fact that it's coming up soon has caused some rifts. Uh, And that's probably the best word that I can use to say, um, it's definitely caused some rifts within nuggets nation. Um, can I stop you there for a second? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I don't I don't want to mention any names because I don't I don't like to Right. I don't like to do that kind of stuff and throw shade. Um but I think you're talking about some guy and I'll just I'll just throw out his um his name, I mean his initials, which is uh Bones Highland. Are you talking about Are you talking <laughs> Are you talking about Bones Highland? (laughs) Let's get busy with it. Quite quite possibly baby. Quite possibly, man. Quite possibly. I think (laughs) that's who you're talking about, but I'm not sure. Jack? Anything (laughs) anything from you?
1: You know, I mean, this situation, it's not ideal. Again, I kind of talked, I mentioned it in the beginning. Would I rather have some drama with the bench player going into the Going into a championship quality season, rather than having to worry about them blowing leads and stuff, yeah. But I think what what really surprised me the most about it was how quickly it happened. Like that turn. I think you know there was parts of him throughout throughout these first couple of seasons where I liked that he was like the young and the. I guess I, I don't want to say mature. I'm not going to label people like that. But I it just it's if it, he felt more like in tune with all the social media stuff and all that. I thought that was really fun for the nuggets, but now you're kind of seeing the flip side of that when it becomes negative, which it really is a bummer because he, I mean, he's just been in a slump and I know it's, it's tough because you don't want to just uh, get rid of a player because they're in a slump. But I think from what it seems like with these, with these kind of veiled tweets about, you know, effort and, and, excuse me, motivation and stuff like that, it it kind of puts into question how he is being perceived in the locker room. And is he one of those players where he kind of just, if he's not shooting well, he just crumbles and gets angry and points fingers. And so not saying that he's doing that. I'm just saying that it, we don't know. We don't know the full right. story. So we can't say, oh, he's doing this, this, and this. We just see what we're seeing on the court and kind of the reactions on social media from people that he's well um, – either family or friends. So it's it's a bummer. I think that's all I'd sum it up as I really liked him. I just wish he wasn't, he wasn't such a sign off Denver the second there's trade rumor kind of a thing. And so not, not an ideal situation. And if he, if he gets traded, which seems like he will, it it, it will miss him. But, you know, I think that kind of distraction is the last thing you need. If you're, if you're running for a championship.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Because for me, I wanted to i really wanted to bring this up right you mentioned veiled tweets you mentioned family and friends because i did have a question because of course the last couple days i have been seeing some things on twitter you know obviously these these different tweets going around from family members from friends things like that in response to nuggets players jamal murray especially You're, you're seeing some tweets directed at him um so i did i did have a question um do family members and friends have too much influence on how we feel about certain players and here's why i'm asking that because the last couple days i saw some people who are when i say pro pro bones like like they are just every time you see something bones on twitter they're like man listen don't bring no negativity about nothing bones related all positive I like bones is amazing all this type of stuff cool awesome i'll tell you now this morning when i got on twitter and of course, last night, which we'll get into, but this morning in particular, when I got on, I started to see people who were pro-Bones switch, switch their opinion on him because they're seeing the tweets and they're seeing the reaction from the family members that are close to Bones, his friends, and, and of course, with his sister, right? Um, so, so, so for me, I, I, you know just kind of answering what, what I saw, I think it's influencing a lot of people now. It is influencing a lot of fans because, like I said, I'm seeing the switch in real time. I'm seeing people say, oh, man, I didn't. The second they saw the tweets, the second they saw the responses, because and you also know that there's certain people that are close to Bones. He might not have said that, but we see it. And listen, Twitter, if if you do anything on Twitter, as we all know, people on Twitter will find out. Right. Like people screenshotted the page and these are accounts with like 300 followers. But then Bones is following that account right or another account with like 15 followers but bones is following that account. So of course it's somebody that he knows, right? So it's a, that type of situation. Um and and we're just starting to see it of course. Like I said for me um with his sister blocking me in particular, um I thought I thought that that was that was a little weird to me. First and foremost, for no reason. There yeah, was because, no reason. Right, because I mean for me I coming I mean, and I t- and I basically sent the link out to the podcast last night to everybody who was talking about it just to see if, if I maybe said something that was like negative about Bones or said like, cause I don't remember saying anything negative whatsoever. I mean, I was just always asking the question, like, what do you guys think? Like, are you seeing the same things that I'm seeing, how are the rumors affecting you personally? Right. Um, but I've never said anything negative about Bones. I'm a realist when it comes to the Nuggets team. Of course, he's been in a slump lately. Jack, you just mentioned it as well. We all see this. This is plain as day, right? So if for some reason acknowledging the fact that a player is in a slump causes like people are in your inner circle to, to feel some type of way about opinions. Then at that moment, y'all got to grow up. You yeah. got to grow up. You really do. Because this is, this is something, I mean, look at the amount of money these players are getting. People are going to talk. People have the ability to talk about this stuff. And this is what we do. This is what we enjoy. So if we don't have the ability to not change our opinion on certain things and players based on their play, then what exactly can we do? Are we not allowed to to criticize certain things? Like even when Jokic plays bad, I'll be the first person to say, man, Jokic, what are you doing? Like, what is that? Why are you not being aggressive? Why are you doing this? Bones is no different. We have the ability to talk about players if they have not been playing well. I have never said a negative word about Bones as, as a person. I've never said a negative negative word about Bones, like his upbringing and the people around him, because none of that stuff matters to me. Like, yes, they created him and, and who he is as a person. Amazing. But that has nothing to do with what he does on the court. We care about what he does on the basketball court. And if he is not playing well on the basketball court or if he is in the middle of any type of discourse within the team, in the locker room that we don't see, if he is a part of that, then, of course, that's not helping this team get to the ultimate goal. So we're going to have an issue with that. So that's the that's to me like that is just how I feel about it, because you cannot take that out on people who just have an opinion on on current play. That's just because.
2: Yeah. yeah, that's and that's a that's going on in our society right now as well. Right. And um Twitter is a nasty can be a really mm-hmm. nasty spot. Let's be honest. Um, Most of the time it's nasty. Um, And so I, I think it's unfortunate that that part has entered into this picture just to go over your point. Like, I criticized Joker about the Philadelphia game. I Correct. thought he, Absolutely. I thought he was um, way passive on the offensive end in the second half, mm-hmm. and should have been um, way more aggressive. And he, we're talking about um, the two-time MVP. Exactly. Um, we've been, cri- I've been critical of Bones about the fact that he doesn't play um, good defense. And when you struggle offensively, couple that with bad defense. The coach it puts the coaches in a really awkward position on playing time. Mm-hmm. And that's spilled over between Malone and Bones. But just to be clear, on a personal level, I really like Bones Highland. He's fun, he's young, he's um energetic. Um, I remember that play where he was lying on the ground and looking at the camera and <laughs> right, smiled. The meme, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I mean, all of those things we have all all Nugget fans seem to have really enjoyed him and the, um, you know, kind of youngish, um, kind of behavior, kind of fun personality that he exhibits. I mean, he is a really, he's a kick in the pants. He's a great kid. We, we like that part. Mm -hmm. The part we don't like is when he's not getting up and, and shaking his, um, teammates hand in a timeout because he's down at the other end, sulking or, um, or he's going through this, you know, I want more playing time and ends up being a distraction to the team when we have one goal and one goal in mind. And I think that's what um, Jamal Murray talked about. So um, you can't be a distraction when you're a second-year player and you're going through a struggling time. That should be a time to, to actually work harder regain the the coach's trust and go from there but i love B- bones highland i think he's a fun um young kid who's actually mm-hmm. just unfortunately a young man who's going through some some difficult times right now and his immaturity is showing
0: up period yeah no no i agree now jack did you did you see the uh the tweets directed at Jamal Murray? Did you see the what, what was being said to Jamal? Oh, yeah. I, th- I
1: think everybody in Nuggets, in Nuggets Nation Yeah, we did, saw it. But, but I think, you know, to both of your points, I it, it's tough because it did kind of push my view of him and not fairly. But I think in the long run, I still have my bi- unbiased opinion of him. But I think that when you're seeing that and, and just – the fact – because, you know, he could have texted them like, hey, can you take this down or something, but they clearly didn't. And, again, people have their own right to be upset about this and that and whatever, right. but I think it's just the fact that of how – I think it was one of those things too. It's, it's not that they were upset that he said that. It's that it was just like it was a full-blown attack from all of his family and friends. I think that's what's really pers- – that's what's really convincing people about like maybe, okay, maybe it is time to let him go because – it would be one thing if they were like, "What is Jamal Murray talking about?" Like we all know, you're you're talking about bones. But I think it's the fact that they were they were just going ham. Like they were. Yeah. I obviously there's some just the, some verbiage and stuff you don't want to repeat. But right. I just think it was just more about how quickly his family and friends just attacked and just there was zero like understanding of an either side, like a perfect example, how you got blocked. Like, like I, I would pride ourselves in this podcast that there's no, we don't go after people. We go after play and we go after. That's it. Right. Right. But so the fact that you're going after the person itself and obviously blocking is kind of going after a person, but it's also just like people like, I don't want to deal with you. So you can't really take that too personal, but at the same time, it's just more about how the, how quickly I I know I mentioned this when I first started talking about, but it's just the speed in which everything just snapped. I think really was shocking.
0: Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. No, everybody,
1: Everybody everybody's shocked
2: how fast this has happened because I mean, I don't know if you've seen other tweets that just say it's not if bones gets traded, it's when bones gets traded. Mm -hmm. And so, and I think that goes back again to more the Malone bones, um, You know, there's a conflict there um, for sure. And this other stuff that's going on in Twitter uh, land, again, um, I just think, you know, it is what it is. It's unfortunate that his um, people are doing this, but to stay above the fray and just be like, that's your, you're protecting your baby. That's fine. You get that right. But that's not a good way to handle the situation. And uh, the right way is just uh, defend your your family in a, a way that's not offensive to so many other people and just basically say, hey, we're we we love our our brother and we stick behind him and know that he'll be okay,
0: one way or another. Absolutely. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I I am definitely pro blocking people on Twitter when it's when yeah. it's when it's warranted. Right. Because sure. Like, I mean, I've blocked a lot of people on Twitter for just so straight disrespect. Like it's because, you know, people and, and this is to like the troll accounts and all that type of stuff. People make these accounts and then they feel like they can just say whatever they want. Those that, that I understand that you I will block a million of those a day. Like my block list is is it's it's more ridiculous than jaron jackson jr's hyped up block list from the memphis uh, guy trust me. my, my 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 block list is ridiculous right <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh but but for me it's like i do that when it's when it's warranted when somebody says something like just man i can have a debate with somebody on twitter i've had loads of them and people see my tweets all the time so i don't mind having Um, Like, I I follow a lot of people who are not Nuggets fans who feel different ways about it. Some of my people that I know in real life, they when I say the Nuggets are a championship team, I know people in real life who would tweet me like, dude, what are you talking about? The Nuggets aren't good. I'm not going to block you for that. Like, that's that's your opinion. You have a different team. Great. But when you start talking about people's families and different things like that, you're starting to get to a different level. right? Right. So the blocking is different. It was just that for me. I was kind of confused because I'm saying now mind you, if I had said something ridiculous about bones, I'd, I wouldn't even brought it up because I'd be like, well, OK, I guess. I mean, all right, cool. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah. But it just you didn't it just, do anything wrong. Right. It just seemed weird to me um, because I thought like I'm pretty neutral on most things. I, I feel like I, I I make sure I don't overstep certain lines to offend people. And I purposely do that because I don't like causing drama. I don't, I right. don't like it. But That's I'll tell right. you one thing. I will respond to disrespect and certain things like that um, because I don't listen. I'm, I'm still a grown man. I'm a father and I don't play games like that. But um, of course, with 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 everything that's going on with this happening right now, um, I thought the biggest thing that that I saw and Jack, you started touching on it was um, the reason that I feel like a lot of people are changing their minds about bones is because of the simple fact that usually when family and friends make statements and they feel confident enough to make statements publicly it's usually because they've had this conversation with the person right with the person that's that's currently involved usually it's not mm. just an opinion based on how they feel because usually, usually it's and i'm not saying that that's 100% the case i'm just saying usually people when they have that confidence to say it online it's 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 usually a situation where they've had that conversation with the athlete or the person that they feel is being attacked. And then now they're just putting out what that person feels on social media because they, in their mind, they're like, Oh, this is justified. Cause that's exactly how he feels. So I'm just telling you because he's not going to say it, you know, that's, that's to me, that's how I see it. And that's why I think, a lot of people are starting to change their minds about bones as a person and i don't like that part i don't like when people are starting to people have to change their opinions about a like a man you know what i mean like he's a young man but he's still a man at the end of the day that's true and um it it is unfortunate that that's where we've gotten but unfortunately we can't change people's minds right um so that's why i wanted to bring that question up because i am seeing a lot of people being influenced by this because in their opinion they're thinking man this is probably what he feels so yeah maybe maybe this maybe this stuff is true so it's unfortunate know.
2: man yeah and I, it is unfortunate i don't know how jack feels but like even right now as we we sit here and talk about bones in this way like I would still love for the, for him to figure this out. Yeah. Like I would love for him to, I would love for him to figure this out and, and stay with this team um, long-term. I don't want to see bones Highland traded. I think he's a good young player. Yeah. Um, who just needs to work through stuff. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. has gone through the similar thing. He did. He sure and he, did. And he certainly has. And, you know, he got sat down because he couldn't play defense. They were doing all kinds of stuff because he was struggling. Like, you know what? It's bull bull. Went through the same thing. There's things that happen We, as young men that we have to go through and learn from. And that's what I would hope would happen with Bones. Uh, And like I said, I would love uh, for there to be a way that he stays with this team Mm -hmm. long term and there is no trade. I think all Nugget fans, or most do, and I think that this Twitter stuff has uh, spiraled out of control in some way. And I think it's unfortunate that that's come into play. Um, because it, maybe it has tantalized some, uh, of the opinion, not tantalized, but changed some of the opinion of Bones Highland. Um, and you know, that's, that's fortunate because I really like him. Um, and it's just unfortunate that this scenario is happening, but it does look like it's gonna, there's going to be a trade and we'll just have to deal with that as it
0: comes and see what they can get in return. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, listen, guys, obviously, um, we, we kind of had to touch on these subjects today uh, because I think be, with it being so prevalent in the Nuggets community right now, it's just everybody's talking about it. I just think it's important, um, you know, just to, 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 I mean, of course people are seeing what we say on Twitter and stuff like that, but um, I think yeah. just to verbally just address certain things. And honestly, I think after, after today, unless something ridiculous happens with this, I think it's the last time I'm going to be mentioning just all this stuff, yeah. the, the off court stuff. I think, it is about time for us to just get back and focus on Nuggets basketball, which is obviously the most important thing here. Um, so whatever happens at the trade deadline, obviously it is more so looking like Bones will be traded. But if he is not, honestly, I would not be mad. Like I Just like Nelson just mentioned, Bones is a very talented young man, very talented. He brings a different dynamic to this Nuggets team, a different personality, and it's something that that most teams don't have. Um, if he could just kind of hone that skill and get more focused with it and be more consistent with it, he would be, he has the ability to win like a six man of the year award. If he oh, could yeah. really find that stride, he has, sure. the, he has the talent for it. Um, we just would like to see that be more consistent. And you, you, man, y'all brought up some, some great points because with Michael Porter having to go through the same thing and even in his, like, you know, one of his younger seasons, obviously in the bubble when, he felt the need to call out Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic for their predictable two-man game, and he, you know. But these are the things that that happened. He called out Michael Malone, like these things happen. But the thing is, Michael Porter is still here to this day, even after all of that, and he's mm-hmm. starting to find his stride right now as a player, as a person. I know he's obviously dealt with his own like family things, but as a player on the court, we're seeing his impact, you know. And he was, and he was fortunate enough. To get a max contract so i think at the end of the day nelson you mentioned it you got to go through the ringer man you got to go through your own trials and tribulations sometimes to get where you need to go so yeah
2: it's it. it's called growing up absolutely it's what, it is. It's what yeah. it is and the other thing that just rang true for me like when you were talking was um if you watch the post game shows what is um mike malone and every speech with anyone anyone we're we talking about family family oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. he says family on three and yeah. it's a family man and so um hopefully they can uh put the pieces back together but if not um hopefully there's a trade out there that works for bones where he gets more playing time and something that's positive for the nuggets um it's an unfortunate situation all the way around and um, it is what it is, as they say. Um, but hopefully, Bones can grow from this. The Nuggets can get better from it. Maybe Bones gets more playing time like Bowl Bull, Bull did, and everybody's
0: happy in the end. Absolutely. Listen, I'll, t- I'll tell y'all one thing. If this trade does happen, please let it be to an Eastern contest. Not kidding. Please. I was just thinking
2: that too. Please. I don't want to see this boy. No.
0: No, 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 because we see the talent. We and and first off, we see how the Nuggets struggle against point guards or guards in general who can shoot threes. Alvarado. Can you imagine? Can you imagine playing against and and I, I keep hearing people talk about the Timberwolves? Do not send bones to Minnesota. Oh, no, do kidding. not yeah. do that. I don't want to no. see him on that Timberwolves team with Anthony Edwards. And ah, please, no, thank you. Please send him to like if if a trade is happening, yeah. And, and I'm not saying pro trade, I'm saying if it does but as a nuggets fan, and this is also respectable <laughs> because I wouldn't, I wouldn't care if he was like a player who couldn't really cause much, you know, issues for the nuggets, but he is, um, send him like, I actually don't mind sending to, to Toronto because I think OG and, um, Gary Trent, he, they're on a the trading block. Those are two guys, yeah. three point shooters who play defense. Hey, just saying, those are yeah. some, some other options we can look at, but yeah, I'll be honest. I, I I keep hearing people bring up the Minnesota Timberwolves. Don't don't do no that. No way. Don't don't yeah. send them to the Timberwolves, the Blazers. None of these teams that we got to see, especially in a division, just stop, man. Just stop. Would
2: it be how about the um, Orlando
0: Magic for Cole Anthony? I wouldn't mind that. I would not mind that because they got they got man they got so many point guards and bigs in Orlando. Like, do they even have a small forward? Do they know. even have like? It, it just seems like they have only point guards and centers. They have uh Jalen Suggs, they have RJ Hampton, they have obviously Cole Anthony who plays like kind of like a one-two um combination. Obviously, G- Gary Harris out there, he's, he's a two. Um like it, it just feels like they just don't have a small four. They have Mo Bamba, who's obviously that situation the other night, which was oh um,
2: what about um Wagner
0: or Wag or Wagner? Well, yeah, Franz, Franz, Franz is their small Ford. You are absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah, but yeah. it just it just seems like they're they don't really have like a small Ford, it just feels that way. Um, but, of course, Paolo as well. So, yes, they got – I guess they got two. But um, it just feels like they have so many point guards and so many centers on that team, you know, with Mo Bamba being in there, Bol, Bol being in there, which we don't even know what position Bol, Bol plays, truth be told. Yeah. Um, of course, Wendell Carter, you know, and, and Jonathan Isaac, who just came back, who's also another guy. But he more so plays, like, power forward, and he kind of – he's like a small ball five as well. So – but, yeah, honestly, if they could do something with Orlando, which seems to be kind of – a nice little spot for for hey man, bring Gary back, man. What's up, man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hey, listen, bring Gary back for the championship run. That's there all I'm you saying. Go. There you go. <laughs> Have him come off the bench. I like that idea. That's what I'm saying. I think he kind of he fits the mold.
2: Yeah, that no, would the be mold. great. It'll be
0: a good team. It'll be yeah. a feel good story. Can you can you imagine the Nuggets? Hoisting the trophy and seeing Gary Harris right there. Oh, that'd be great. After everything that he's been through, all the yeah. injuries, all that stuff, wouldn't it be just poetic to see Gary yeah. Harris win a championship with the Nuggets? It,
2: it does go back to the idea of what's you know what's the salary cap, which Correct. is what we talked about last week a little bit to um, Jeremy mm-hmm. um, about you know how far the Nuggets are over that number, and and Gary would obviously be a big cap hit. Um, the other thing that they talk about, which is just bizarre to me again, is the Bruce Brown um, idea that somehow if they trade Bones, that Bruce Brown, that we could maybe give him an extension. Um, Bones is making like two million a year. I can't imagine yeah. that it's going to affect. Uh, Bones, not, a, not a lot. Bruce Brown, excuse yeah. me, getting a new contract, but. Um, but I've heard that on a couple people saying that stuff. So whatever they do, it would be nice to get Bruce Brown um, in a Nuggets uniform long-term. long-term. I just love that Absolutely, guy. Sure. yeah. One of my favorite players.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure. I think Bruce Brown – I think for all of us, Bruce Brown is uh, – he's becoming – some of our favorite players for, real, yeah, for sure. what what he brings to the table. Now, obviously guys, we, we did talk about a lot of stuff today here and we're about to get to the end of the show here today. Um, before we do that, Jack, did you have any last thoughts for us today about um, how the team is looking right now? Just everything, just your final thoughts.
1: Yeah, man. I, I think that they just gotta, this is the time to put your heads down. I know the all-star breaks or yeah, the all-star breaks are coming up here soon in a couple of weeks. So just, just, keep it keep it nice keep it breezy i don't want to see any injuries so all rest right. the players that have to be rested you know i i'd rather take a couple l's right before the all-star break and have players be healthy than try to force all these these unnecessary starts just to get that win so i mean of course i want them to win every game i think they have a good shot even even without some of the stars but just for health i'm i'm pushing for health that that's my big thing but let's i think they can do a great
2: job going into the all-star game Absolutely, Nelson. Talk to pedal, us. Last month. Pedal, pedal, paddle to the metal.
0: Yep, yep,
2: <laughs> yep, yep. Now I want to see them just keep it, keep moving forward, keep stacking victories, uh, keep separating from Memphis and any other second or third place teams, so that we have that home field, um, home field, home court advantage um, in the playoffs. I think when you look at how well we've done at home. Uh, I think the best record, best home record, only four losses mm-hmm. in the NBA. I think it's obviously means something. Uh, Nugget Nation's been amazing at home. We want to keep that rocking and rolling. We want to keep the pedal to the metal yes, and see sir. if we can, can it continue to stack up these victories uh,
0: before the All Star break. Absolutely. So, sounds like we're all on the same page. We just want to see the team get focused again, um, get back to just straight up basketball. I think that's kind of where we all need the team to be uh, because we see that this team is a different team. This is not the, the Nuggets team of 2014, 2015, and all the way up until now. This is a team that has a, um, a generational, generational talent who <clears throat> is about to win his third straight MVP. You have obviously a, a young point guard in Jamal Murray who's finding his stride again after obviously dealing with his injury. Michael Porter same situation kind of getting back into his groove. Aaron Gordon understanding that he is a huge part of this team. He got to fix them free throws though. Um, you know, but but we have the team and I think if the Nuggets can make just a couple changes to like the bench play, um just to kind of shore up the bench for that that long playoff run, I think we are witnessing a championship team in front of us boys and i think that's what this looks like so for everybody listening you know obviously we did address some things today and and but that's that's kind of how it is sometimes you know you kind of just have to talk about the reality of things as they're happening right now but we don't dwell on anything negative this is about the the nuggets team and we just want the best for our favorite team um and um we're just going to keep moving forward obviously the, the atlanta hawks is tonight hopefully the nuggets take care of business um with that game and keep the wins going. So like we tell you guys all the time, we will catch you on the next show. This has been a whole lot of fun, boys. See you on the next episode of Denver Hoops and Dreams. Peace. Peace, peace,
2: peace, peace.